it up. Marine Barbarians episode 56, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so. a long time. Holy shit, yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Long... Dietrich. I don't even remember. <laughs> she's going to love that. Oh, she's going to love that. Sorry. She's our most loyal fan, I think. And yeah. We've been letting her down. We've been so busy. <laughs> and Gunner, cool. if you're listening. I mean, if not, disappointed, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> been busy. Billy's been hunting. I mean, I've been hunting, too. but Yeah, it's hunting cool. season. Fucking guys are getting out in the woods. I'm spending time with my family, working. Raising kids. Yep. So. Yep. But we found time in all of our busy schedules to get Gina and Tommy back on. Talk about the uh, wonderful water run that only I did. This yeah, year. I didn't have the time to train. No, I'm just kidding. Kyla's no. here too, and she volunteered, so she was also there. So Hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have a participant, a volunteer, and a director perspective. Look at that. And a guy who didn't even sign up. We get your perspective too. Hey, loser. just a freaking bystander. You were missed. And I'll, I'll say too... Um, it, it'd be hard to describe them, but we interacted with them a little bit uh, last year when we all ran. And when I passed them this time, they asked where where my friends were. And they didn't even make it this year. And they're like, oh, so. At least two people noticed you guys weren't there. Well, and one Unless, more I had said, ask me two, where's the guy in sandals? Yeah. So three, minimum. Wow, three people. <laughs> I mean, I missed it too. I'm disappointed I couldn't go, but I mean, I couldn't, like, um, when I was training for it, I'd get up in the morning at, like, 4.30 and go for a run. Finish with the sunrise, shower, go to work. That's just not possible with two kids because, I mean, if if one of the kids wakes up, one of us has to go get them back to sleep, and then if the other one wakes up, it's, like, impossible to get the kids to sleep right with just one person. So, like, whenever we need the kids to sleep, both of us need to be home. And, like, obviously a bunch of shit to do. So, it's like, I just squeezed in workouts and stuff in other places. Like, I get up early and even though i can't leave the house i just do like kettlebell stuff and you ever like, use your um, kids to work out i do i do videos <laughs> oh i mean i've thought of making them all the time i use my son jack he loves to be like thrown up in the air so i do like kettlebell swings with him awesome. and then like um like i took the kids when i could i put them in the double stroller and take them for runs you know but i mean i work all week so i do that on the weekends when i could but usually the kids would only be good for like two or three miles and they want to go home. So it's like I can't bust out like a five miler like you normally do. But like I said, that's just sounds like a bunch of excuses. But I did do stuff. <laughs> I like um, like um, whenever I do stairs, take three steps at a time and do like a deep squat on each step. And now I'm to the point where I can like jump from each step to the next one legged. That's super interesting. So I'll let Gina maybe talk about the. Uh, the yeah, sorry, the run. sorry. I, I <laughs> no, just, you're fine. I feel like I that's feel a lot bad. of really we were, relatable we're, stuff, though. We were, to... we, were, we were about to lose it, that's all. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Reasons why I'm justifying and ex- bullshit excuses for I, I couldn't do the marathon. I'm sorry. Everybody. I think that's a lot of very relatable things that you're talking about. I know a lot of people who are parents who are runners and have to try to train with kids or choose not to train with kids because it just makes their lives more enjoyable. Because sometimes trying to force that is really difficult. But I'm lucky we just have dogs, and I don't have to try to do that. Because mm-hmm. getting myself to do it is more difficult than anything right now. Yeah, so. different seasons of life. Because I want to do it. So now when I do have the time, be chomping at the bit. Well, you got a year to train, so. Exactly. Well, 11 <clears throat> months to train, technically. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, for the next one. So yeah, <laughs> the uh, the wonderful water run, I guess. Yeah. Looking... Oh, so... Little little recap last year to this year, we grew over 50%. So we had 283 last year. We had 431 this year. Wow. Reg- registrants. 
um, which is awesome because we always offer the virtual option, which is great. And I feel like that's something we'll probably do always going forward just because it's a really Why great not? alternative. If you can't make it the day of, we switch you to virtual. It's the same price. You get the same stuff. Yeah. You get the same accolades. You train for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got so lucky this year with weather again. Mm. I, I don't know what it is, but the last two years, the first Saturday in October has been killer. Just a lucky coincidence. Like right around 70, sunny, partly cloudy. The colors have been like in peak. Did you run through Schmeekly? Did yeah. you look around when you ran through Schmeekly? Well, I, that's usually where I like train, so. Okay. Yeah. Because just... like, that's like right at mile seven when you're entering that little trail and running on those boardwalks through there yeah. when we three or four days prior we biked it just to make sure everything was clear we didn't have down trees or anything to worry about um like all of us biked in there and we're like oh my god just like bright oranges bright reds all the yellows it was oh, so yeah. pretty gorgeous yeah so pretty um but yeah we had really great growth we had really great attendance um it's little quirks behind the scenes that hopefully participants don't notice and via our reviews they didn't Um, that we just continue to work on moving forward, you know, communication with the city, communication with our volunteers, organization of, you can attest to that, organization of what are we doing right now and what's our timeline like? It's just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's uh, way to do it. You get stuff done, and we had awesome volunteers this year. You and I I always feel bad that I forget people's names, but the day of, I can remember it for about two hours, and then it goes away. Um, but Kyla and another volunteer helped Tommy and I set up, um, and do awesome course setup with the, the directional arrows and figuring out where we're going to put mile markers and all of that stuff. And then we had more volunteers show up this year than last year, which was great, but we had a new volunteer coordinator. So it was a lot of handing off communication to her and she did great. Her name's Maddie. She killed it. Um, shout out Maddie. So Yeah. What did you think about it as a participant last year versus this year? Yeah, um, I feel like I had more time to observe stuff this year because last year we we talked for probably the first half, mm-hmm. maybe like we were all just at like kind of a talking pace, just going. So um, and I didn't have like headphones or anything, so I was just just by myself out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think everything was at least as smooth as last year, if not better. Like all the um, like kind of crossing guards or whatever. And it was nice to have ton of those and then um i think the signage i don't i don't know if there was anywhere where i was like confused about where to go so i think all that was pretty awesome could have used one more porta potty okay <laughs> where at i i don't i don't remember do you remember what i told was it after the last one oh like, yeah it was middle? after the last one okay, yeah so like more towards the end yeah okay. yeah i don't remember what mile it was i, I was telling the story right afterwards because it was funny because yeah some sometime after the the second porta potty when there was no more opportunities my stomach was just fucking not having it. So Did you find I, a nice spot in the woods? No, I should have, though. I, would, <laughs> I, I, I was really contemplating right towards the end there, right when you get like past the skate park, there's those couple restrooms. Yeah. I was like, it might be faster to run in there and take a crap and then run like you know what I mean I might like yeah, well, runs faster. Faster. yeah, yeah. than yeah. what I'm doing now because yeah I want there was <laughs> I think like probably five or six people passed me in the last couple of miles because I just could, run? yeah I just like couldn't <laughs> I was like just, it was like the my guts are gonna fall yeah out. it was like it was like barely a jog because I was just like okay man just don't shit yourself because like right at the finish line of course there's like hundreds of people so I was like some guy just walking by I was like oh come on and then the finish line is like a hundred yards from where the bathrooms are so you had to go past the bathrooms to the yep. finish line and then circle back and saw <laughs> Kyle. I was like, hey babe, I gotta go. <laughs> you don't wait for me. Get out of my way. Don't touch me. He pushed me onto the ground and 
to shove you down. It's an emergency. That had to be like the hardest mental thing ever to have to go to the bathroom that bad and then have to go past them and like wave at them as they went by and be like, sorry, I'll be right there. I thought about going like where that beach is too, right before those bathrooms at the boat landing, right? With the beach. Yeah, I was like, do I just duck behind that building? I was like, I don't think anybody could see me. I was, yeah, I'm sure it all ran through your head. It was very, yeah, it was desperate, desperate times. All ran through digestive tract. Yeah, every step he's like, I could do it there. I could do it. It was so, and then, oh, and then too, I was like, okay, let me. Let me get some of the syrup in me to get my blood sugar going. But then it was just, oh, no. just, just ate a packet of maple syrup and was like, It's like the same oh, thing no. as eating a handful of cheese. seeds. It when made you have to it shit. worse. Like, yeah, it did was... I ever tell you a story last year of when someone went in Schmeekly? No. So last year, I will not name names, but... You know who you are. She, she does. She um, is a very talented runner. Amazing, incredible woman. Um... Did not know that there was a porta potty less than half a mile ahead. Oh. And so in Schmeekly had to pull off. Sorry, sure. Schmeekly. Well, um, yeah. They like, it's good for the forest. <laughs> well, and good nutrient the dump. funniest part, and the funniest part is that she still won her age group. Impressive. Hell yeah! She had Good to for break her. for that. Well, and now you know who it was. Yeah, now you know who it was. <laughs> well, you, you don't know, know what age, age group. <laughs> okay, so Shit. each one of the winners. Is <laughs> Everyone is guilty. It could be any Suspect. one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, fucking. No, that was fun last year. So last year we also <laughs> only did it first was, uh... places in age groups. This year we did more age groups and first, second, and third in each mm, age group. Nice. Yeah. So if you won overall female or overall male. You got first place, but that also counted as first place in your age group. So we were able to give more awards for more accolades for people. We had new course records this year, which was cool. Also expected for a new race, but... That's yeah. awesome. It was really cool. Year to year. And the music started sooner. So <coughs> yes, when you were finishing, the awesome. music should have been going. Yeah. Um, food trucks were there. Beer also opened by, I think, 9.30. Last year, we didn't start serving beer until, like, 11. Yeah, this that was much better. Yeah, coming in, like... As like the home stretch, the band was jamming already. That was pretty cool, and that was a great band. I forget what they were called. Uh, Tailwater. Tailwater. They killed they were it. Fucking, they were really good, man. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. They're really high energy. They do cover songs. They're great. Yeah, they, they picked some great, great covers too. It was like not just your. I don't know. It was. They are legit. for hire. So Tailwater, if anybody listening yeah. needs a band. They were fucking legit. Hell Easy no. to work with. Really fun guys. Maybe more beer options. Speaking of beer, not okay. that it mattered to me, but I saw it happen right okay. after me. Some gal wanted, I don't know what, but some you shit. know, they, you had what? You had Honey Blondes from Central. I mean, they're all local stuff, which I is think cool. We had Definitely three, keep that. Three options. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It might have been maybe HG. it was Bach or maybe HHG. it was HHG, Honey, Honey Blonde, Blonde, HHG, and um, two, a red. Two women or something. Uh, maybe it was some. It was some red, and I hate reds. Yeah, that doesn't matter. It's not about me. Mm. It's about the participants. About yeah, me, you know, maybe even just like two more options. I don't know. I don't How did know. you like your finisher's medal? That was cool. Yeah. What was the medal like? Yeah, I could go grab it. I was thinking about that. <clears throat> <laughs> I had to ask Get a very targeted question. Um, a couple people had uh, found somebody to engrave their time on the back. So like after the event was over, they took their medal to like a local wood burner and they burn oh, the date, the time, and everything on the back. Nice. So you can have them engraved. I like it. Changed it up. Hand quilted. What do you call that? The, the strap? The ribbon? Lanyard. Ribbon, ribbon lanyard, ribbon. yeah. So That's legit. it can double as like a key lanyard if you want, but it's a oh, yeah. thing. Oh, and they were all, there was a bunch of different ones. Sturdy. So you didn't know what oh. color you were going to get or fabric or anything? Yeah, yeah, they're all individual. Just random. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone's unique. Mm -hmm. 
Our, That's uh, awesome. The cool part about that, I think, was our committee came together and made those. That's cool. We oh, okay. hired that out. We all came to yeah. my house and we all... We had people cutting, we had people ironing, we had people sewing, we had people putting on hardware. So wow. like our whole committee like made those ribbons. That's the way to do it. Have the whole collective group do it. Well, and we like the sustainability thing. Like we use paper cups, we use renewable yeah. metals, we don't have just wasteful things. Yes. Speaking of paper cups, that was the other thing. Oh, I am sorry because I was a part of this problem. It was right where you turned into Schmeekly. They had the watering station here, and then across the road, oh, down, down the, the stairs, trail, was the garbage can. See it was the garbage can. Somebody else? Did you fill out the survey? Because someone else mentioned that on the survey. Okay, no, I didn't. We're I, gonna put it up on the beginning. Yeah, I just I felt so again. fucking bad because as soon as because like, there was just a pile accumulating, and yeah. it's like you know with a wrong turn. As soon as one it's person fine. in front of you does it, yeah. everybody does it. So there was like a pile like a, a, like against it the gutter. It was easy. It was easy. It was like semi organized. It wasn't like people were just. And throwing that's fine. It. We it pulled was... the garbage can out and picked it all up in one spot. It wasn't a huge deal, but yeah. we, we we learned. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. So if it's all on one spot, everybody just putting in that. Yeah, spot so I t- I just like tossed it there, and then like four feet later. Later, you can see the garbage can is like down. Like, ah. I'm like, fuck. And I, what did you think about that entrance to that trail? <clears throat> Were you comfortable going over all that? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I that's pretty much my like normal route. Like I, I'd run down to Lake Joannis and do a loop and get lost back in all the little. My whole fear trails, with that so. set, like I loved adding more trail. That was not my yeah. idea. Will not take credit for that. That was somebody else's idea. I was totally against adding more trail because I was like, people are gonna get hurt because that's my job is like working, yeah. worrying about course. But they're like, oh yeah, we added this trail section. I was like, how did I not know? <laughs> so I had to adjust, which is fine. It's it's good practice for me to pivot. Um, but uh, that whole thing scared the crap out of me because that grate at the top was like sticking up. Yeah. And I'm like, someone's gonna twist it. You, you guys spray painted it, right? Um, a fr- uh, our marketing person Megan, who biked the morning of in that section and labeled it inside with the arrows, brought chalk. Oh, okay. Because it ha- can't be permanent. Yeah. But, yeah, she chalked the whole thing, and I was like, you're the best person. Yeah, awesome. that, that was nice. Because, yeah, like, I mean, I run that all the time, so I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. But, yeah, it was No, that, that was, was really touch. great. Yeah. And there, yeah. <clears throat> so what did you think as a volunteer? I don't really have that much experience. I just started volunteering this year because my work gives me, like, volunteer paid time off. Hell, yeah. So Love that. I don't really have a frame of reference, but I thought it was nice. Like, I didn't have a bad time. And you don't everything... have to lie, because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, everything was, like, organized. I knew what I was doing. Some places I go to volunteer at, I won't say any names, but, like, you go there and they're like, we don't really know what we need help with. Like, what do you oh. think you can help with? And oh. you're like, what? <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. No, so if you're going to stand around, we'll tell you you have stand around yeah. time. And then we'll grab you. I knew what I was doing, and, like, it wasn't, like, hard work. But it, like, was still felt, like, helpful, so... It was super helpful. You have no idea. Yeah. Like, even if we feel we have too many people, like, when we were setting up on the square, it kind of felt like there was a lot of hands on deck, we got stuff done faster than we expected, so there was stand-around time. Mm -hmm. But, again, I don't know what else to do in those situations other than to be honest with you guys, like, hey, okay, this went a lot faster, so now we're, we're waiting on people. Um... And then it worked out good. Like, the the guy that was there was like, do you need me? Like, I can leave. I was like, yeah, you can. That's fine. You can go. Um, Yeah. No, I felt like our volunteers this year were actually invested. And that sounds funny, but last year we had volunteers who were like, well, I'm obligated to be here. We had a lot of those. Mm -hmm. And I think it might have been similar. Like, oh, my work's paying me time to be here. Or I work with this organization that requires, you know, volunteer hours or whatever. I felt like we had a, a small handful of that last year. I didn't feel like we had any of that this year. So that was nice. 
Okay. Yeah, it was really fun. Everyone was super nice. So it was like easy to just like get along with people and it was be we had so much standard on time because it was all just like organized and we all knew what we were supposed to be doing and I was just happy to like help out where you needed me. So I was like, I don't really care. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that worked out. <laughs> Setting up the course went really well. I'm glad it was as easy as it was. You can take the rest if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shake that bottle. closer to the mic so they know what that was. <laughs> I just figured leave enough for somebody else. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, last year to this year, I feel like, again, we had a much better idea of what was expected, how long certain things took. The only thing that was new this year was that on Friday night, the square, that whole thing, we did not do that last year at all. But mm -hmm. I feel like it went okay. Did you pick up your packet Friday night or Saturday? I just had her grab my packet, oh, okay. so yeah. Okay. Don't I can't speak on how that went, but yeah. What was your number this year? Do you remember? Mm, I have to check the picture. I don't remember. Do you throw away your bib when you're done? Yeah, you did right. Do you recycle yeah. it? Probably not. You're supposed to recycle. The recycle? I didn't know. Is there like computer <laughs> chips on it? I don't fucking know. Last, last year, mine was so soaked in water that it was like a lump of just mush. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it so? Did you sweat that much? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you have it? Didn't you run without a shirt? Yeah, I had a, a fanny, fanny pack. pack. Yeah. Wow. You sweat through your fanny pack? Oh, yeah. That, the whole <laughs> oh, thing yeah, was so was drenched. Yeah. It, yeah, it was dripping water <laughs> out of the bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a warm day. <laughs> Sweaty guy. <laughs> I had, like, salt. Uh, like, <laughs> So we left and came back from the music and food was there. We oh, came I back. I had... Yeah. Like, it was like white powder all over yeah. my skin. I was like, did I brush up against an old house or that's something? Salt. And like, that's salt from your sweat. I was like, oh my god. Like, it was just all over my body. Yeah, that's when I remember I made you feel my face at one time and it was gritty. It's all salt. I get, I feel really good when I come home from a run. I'm like, my face feels like it's covered in sand. Tommy, touch this. And he's like, no. Oh, yeah, that's a great feeling. I don't know why, but it is. <clears throat> well, I do know why. It means you worked really hard. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not just salt. It's probably like magnesium and aluminum and stuff, too. It's the white powder. Because those are things we sweat out. That's why it's good to sweat. Could also be dust from in the air just true, sticking like your skin. True, like sticking. But like, yeah, for sure. Because there's a lot of toxins and whatnot that you get out through sweating that you don't usually get out other ways. So it's true. Sure. Yeah. So last year, I don't know if you guys remember when I talked to you afterwards in the park. I was all excited and I had my beer. I was like, no one got hurt, no one got lost, everything was great. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, so we had one incident this year. I was gonna say casualty, but she didn't die. It's fine. <laughs> no one all died. casualties just hurt too. No one died. But, however, I've been comforted by the fact that once your numbers get so high, you have to expect that. So I felt really bad, but somebody had um, fainted at 12 and a half miles mm. from heat stroke. Damn. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, I, mean, I didn't think it was that much, hot, but yeah. she didn't stop for water. She didn't have fuel on her, mm. and she wasn't carrying her own water. So that was nuts. But it was, like, towards the end. People were starting to trickle in. Um, but I'm, I don't, like, I don't relax until I get the okay from the timing guy that everyone yeah. crossed the finish line. Yeah. So I was still in the park. I was about to go, like, load people up to go start taking down the course, and I got a phone call. I was literally talking to my grandma. So my grandma volunteered this year. I don't know if you saw her. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. But my mom and my grandma both, both volunteered this year. You should have seen my mom. Mm -hmm. She was doing the crossing at Maria. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wave door. Um, hey, mom. Shout out. Anyway, um, second shout out of the episode. <laughs> she 
She's a, well, no, if she oh, listened, yeah. we'll She's tell a her. devoted fan. <clears throat> yeah, the, the code word is falafel, and you have to tell me that so I know that you listened. Anyway, <laughs> um, she volunteered, my grandma volunteered. My grandma sat at the half-a-mile turnaround point for the kids' run, which was also new this year. Nice. Um, just held a sign that said, half-mile turnaround right here, which was awesome. <laughs> That's and cute. She had a blast. But I was talking to her, and I got a phone call in the park, like right before I was about to leave for course pickup, that just said, hey, this is a volunteer. I'm like, right at the south part of Buco. I was like, okay, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And she goes, yeah, someone's passed out, and they're not answering me. I was like, um, okay, like, I'll be right there. Call 911. Like, if they're not answering, call 911. And she goes, okay, well, I'm, like, here with her, and her eyes are kind of open. I'm like, call 911. Please call 911. And so I literally, I don't think I've run as fast as I ran in my entire life from there, from Piffner all the way to the south side of Buchwald. I had shin splints for like three days afterwards. Like my ankles hurt. Just crushing it. I was fucking going and I hung up with her and I dialed 911 on my own. And I, while I'm doing that, I passed a guy who had already finished the half marathon who looked like very fit, like probably won an award. I don't know. And he goes, he goes, you okay? He looked like he was waiting for somebody else to finish. Yeah. Um, probably right in front of the Piffner building, it must have been. He's like, you okay? And I was like, someone fainted. I don't know. <laughs> he literally, like, dropped his shit and just took off, like, past me. Like, like just this went. Direction. I was like, someone, <laughs> I said, someone passed out in Buchholz. He literally, like, dropped his shit by a tree and just took what off. What a badass. I was like, that's awesome. So then I'm calling 911, and he's way ahead of me, and I can't breathe. And they're like, you need, they're like, you need to calm down. I was like, I'm cold. <laughs> Just one <laughs> well, I told them, I'm like, I'm not there yet. They're like, what's her name? I'm like, I'm not there yet. Please, just just come to Buchholz Park. They're questioning, how old is she? What's her name? What's her number? I don't I don't know. They probably like, get those calls a lot, though, where somebody's like, you just need to get over here. They're like, hold on. Well, the I've thing, heard this before. <laughs> the thing that was so irritating to me, she's like, is there, like, a, a something going on? I was like, yeah, you've been notified twice. Your department has been notified twice. There's a half marathon in town. She goes, oh, okay. And I'm like, she, and she asked me again, she's like, well, how old is she? I'm like, I don't know. And again, I'm trying to breathe really, really heavy because I don't run fast. So I'm exhausted. And she goes, okay, well, we'll dispatch somebody. I was like, well, gee, thanks. So then by the time I got there and she was like right by just south of the bathrooms in Buchholz, that little bathroom building yeah. you mentioned, just south of there on the river side, literally laid on her back, arms out to her side, head off to the side, eyes rolled back in her head. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, this woman is dead. Just she pour was on, she cooler was ice water on her. She'll be fine. <laughs> we didn't have any. And I didn't think to grab any, my dumbass. But oh, man, I'm just kidding. You can't, you, if somebody's Easter, you can't warm up too, or cool them down too fast because so, their bodies like really sensitive because really funny story so the marines big guy johnson shout out if you're listening but look <laughs> at this big red-headed dude johnson he's a machine gunner he got heat stroke because he wasn't drinking water all day or something so then fucking marines like the gentleness of a hammer they just start fucking dumping ice water on him and he starts <laughs> getting hypothermia so then they like strip him down and put him in a sleeping bag and this other guy who's, like, same junior rank as Johnson, they're like, Mills, get in that sleeping bag with him. And he's like, or they're like, strip down, get in that sleeping bag with him. He's like, no, because, like, Johnson's notoriously a dirty guy. Oh, God. And uh, he's like, no, I'm not getting in. And they're like, get in there. We're going to put you in their head first. <laughs> he's like, all right. Good God. But they're both great guys, and it strengthened their friendship. Well, but, this was nothing like that. But, yeah, but. yeah that's a, a fable <laughs> I keep in mind whenever I think of heat stroke. I, yeah. did, I did learn something, though. You know those space blankets they give people to warm up? <laughs> yeah. Like, after, apparently, they're two-sided. So mm -hmm. Shelly, one of our other directors, 
one side will cool you down, one side will heat you up. Yep. The I didn't know that. The ref there's a dull side and a reflective side, and yeah, the dull side absorbs heat if it's out, and the and um, the reflective side will like reflect the heat back to you. But then if you have the reflective side huh. out, that reflects the heat off. Yeah, of you. I never knew that. So next year we're gonna have space blankets. Yeah, we always had to like when I was in the army, we'd cover ranges. Had to have like in the summer, had to have um, like ice sheets. So we just it was just like a big cooler, like you'd have a you know fucking cookout or whatever with beer in it, um, with fucking ice and water and then just like bed sheets and then so if somebody was having like you hopefully wouldn't get to heat stroke yet but if they're having like heat exhaustion then yeah you like lay them down and fucking throw the ice <laughs> sheets on them to cool them off yeah but oh here. i don't know if you gotta be trained to use those that reminds me of something actually really crazy related to heat so typically the medical thing is um like put so if you're trying to heat or cool somebody, you put the temperature source on um, like their major arteries. So a lot of times they put them on their neck, between their legs, on in their armpits. Because like you, the idea is to cool the blood. Someone just recently told us cooling the kidneys cools down the whole system. So so a lot of different methods like that. But um, one of the more, most effective ones they've found is... Um, so on your palms and on the bottoms of your feet and on the like your forehead and nose it's glabrous skin which that type of skin is completely filled with really tiny capillaries mm. and it's like basically the radiators of your body like your your hands feet and forehead do like 90 something percent of your body's temperature regulation like dogs yeah dogs. same with animals too <clears throat> and so um if you need to like heat up or cool down, if you're able to like hold on to something with your hands where like, if you're trying to cool down, you don't want to grab onto like a block of ice because once your hands turn white, that means the blood flow stops. So you want something that's just cool enough where your hands can like cool down and release heat, but like not so cold that it like shuts off the blood flow. So like a lot of times if I'm running and I'm starting to get hot, I'll just like open up my hands and let the wind go past them and like just clenching and unclenching my fists. That really helps me manage body temp when I'm like running shirtless in my sandals when it's like 30 or 40 out. Hmm. Another thing too, people like on like construction sites too, guys will do that. You get like something cold and they put it on your neck, but you don't want to do that because then that that's just the blood going to your head. So then the signal is that like the brain is getting cold blood. So we need to like heat the body up. So you're actually heating yourself up, trying to cool yourself down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't do that. Hmm. But I don't know how that works with dogs because they sell those like cooling bandanas. Yeah. I assume it's true. the same. So through the maybe palms, don't do yeah. it. But I don't know. Yeah, I think I've heard through animals like dogs and cats that they cool a lot, cool and heat through their paws. Yeah, if you just dump some water on the paws, probably. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Animals are weird. Thing. But yeah, that girl passed out, heat stroke, Jeez. ambulance came. They took her. Um, so I called cool. her the following Monday. <laughs> Do you remember that? You guys had that in Oh, yeah. That was, that's a military thing is whenever you get heat stroke or hypothermia, like the first thing on the checklist of what the medic does is they take your temperature with a rectal thermometer and they just call it the silver bullet. So, like, no, no. no. It's the silver bullet's worse. But yeah, you take the rectal temperature because it's fucking most accurate. And if they're passed out, you can't be putting stuff in their mouth. And then, uh, 
the silver bullet is this fucking super cold fucking metal oh my rod. God. <laughs> the fucking... the movie? So, so <laughs> the Marines, they <laughs> like <laughs> mythologize that and basically change it to whenever you pass out, do anything. Like, <laughs> you get, that's you get just, you get that every time. Do you guys time. ever watch like, Blue Mountain State? Oh yeah, no. The, they do that with ice. Yeah. They have these yeah. ice popsicles yeah. that, like, yeah. when they the football players pass out from heat stroke. Bullet. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, in the because in hikes, yeah, I've seen people like fall out of a hike and they just like pull his pants on, shove the thermometer <laughs> up his ass, and it's basically and that was like in boot camps. So they're like, wow, do not want to fall off a hike. Yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to put stuff in people's mouths when they're passed out. So you Especially it. if it's a rectal thermometer, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would much rather have somebody put something in my mouth when I'm passed out than in my ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I'd why that's say. off limits. It's not that you'll remember. You. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know part. Whatever. Yeah, but anyway, I called the girl on Monday. We talked about it. She was a fucking champion and she's like i'm still gonna run it virtually and i was like we'll send you a finisher's medal so yeah she still did it we sent her finisher's medal she killed it nice. literally not literally almost killed herself but yeah no hell she's... yeah good for her yeah nice yeah she was awesome so it was it was a new experience having to deal with a uh, scary situation on the course but i think that it was handled really fast and really well and the volunteers knew what to do and i'm really hopeful that we don't ever have to do that again so yeah and if it ever does you know you've already done it once so it should be a little bit less scary you should yeah. be a little more prepared you know well and we have stuff for next year like we're gonna have medics in the park next year we're gonna have space blankets we're gonna yeah. have um like our one of our sweepers was an emt so he knew what to do towards the back of the course but mm -hmm. we're gonna hopefully have more information on the course like at all the water stops we had a basic first aid kit but that's it basic first aid kit so we're learning every year we're learning and you should keep your bike on site so you don't need to run if it's something that's that Ooh. close Ooh, yeah it's yeah. also a really good idea very good go. idea yeah. yeah and that's the thing too is you can't do it all perfect the first time but the fact that you're just you're you're adopting the mindset where the whole plan is to evolve and grow it and i mean as long as you just keep that in yeah. mind it's gonna constantly get better well yeah. and our feedback surveys are huge like yeah. we get feedback from volunteers and participants we send yeah. out an email and hope and we got about 70 responses from participants this year nice. which last year i think we maybe had 30 that's a wow. total guess but it was not as much do you do an entry for a fucking drawing for a prize for people who do that that's a good idea that might make me do it oh, it's a great idea. Wow. Yeah. I feel bad i guess sort of for not doing it but yeah if there would have been just like a little bit of incentive yeah. i bet i would like hey if you fill out the survey we'll put you in a, a drawing to win something yeah. cool yeah some kind of cool that's a great like, idea and we have tons of stuff basket. we can do that with well we did you see our coasters we made yeah, it was it was pretty much this, right? It was the medals from last year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We had filed down the little notch on them and yeah. then put feet on them and put them wow. in packs of four. Yeah, well, that's circles super anyway. Cool. Perfect. So yeah. we're reusing everything. We're that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah. even for a raffle, that would even be something too. Like yeah. somebody who wants to like donate a gift card or whatever. Yeah, and again, like, we're like we established our nonprofit this year. So last year we did in partnership with um, Portage County Can. So we had a financial liaison because yeah. we didn't know if it would be successful. We didn't know if we were going to do it again. So we didn't want to establish an entity just to run this thing, just to let it go away. Yeah. So last year we worked with Portage County Can to do that. This year we've officially established our own 501c3. So we are our own nonprofit. <laughs> Point more accurately. <laughs> just kidding. Um, facial expressions. And so, so going forward we have our own um, financing, we have our own accounting, we have our own status, we have everything. So all of our stuff is on the books, all of our stuff goes to... Um, nonprofits that help with groundwa groundwater, agriculture, and conservation in central Wisconsin, which Sweet. is killer. That's um, the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been really great. 
The team's awesome. The event was awesome. You should have signed up just to do it virtually. I should have. You know, I'd run in my living room. Yeah, you that's know. what I was thinking about training. Yeah, Mandela style, you know? Yes. Well, Joe Rogan or somebody did the backyard challenge. You run a half marathon or a marathon in your backyard? Oh, oh wow. You See? So either just run laps around your chump. house or run in circles. When they did the 4x4x48, four by four by I did kettlebell swings every year. Like, you know, I'll be real honest with you. There's a there's like a little seed of resentment. <laughs> For not doing it? Yeah. Like, I, like, there's a lot of I understanding, agree. and I get it, but it's like... For not doing the run this year, or the 4x4? Four the 4x4x48 four 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 with us. Well, like, that was just I so just, fucking grueling. It's like, you, I, like, I know whatever you did was it tough, was not enough. but I just, there's no other okay. way to do that. So know? here's my perspective of that, is like, you know me, I enjoy pushing myself, and I'm usually the one of our group who is making these outrageous claims of things we should do. You, you know, made a really big like, statement. <laughs> well, no, like, honestly, I'm usually the one that's like, we should do this. And you guys are like, hold on, take yeah. it easy. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, that's right down my alley. And trust me, it was more painful for me to not <laughs> do it than probably would have caused physical pain of actually doing it. Because I love that shit. What like, is it? Four miles every four hours for 40 miles? Or 40, 48 miles? hours. 48 Which hours. ends up being 48 miles. Yeah. So you run 48 miles in 48 hours every four hours you run it is not right. something that anybody should do no. without training <laughs> um, probably period really yeah. it's not good for you it's not good but you don't sleep you don't but i'm just saying trust me like i was literally waking up in the middle of the night to bell cow to do cowbell swings so i was like oh my god i wish i was out there <laughs> well and i feel like that's can't be more detriment detrimental to your body than like a hundred mile ultra yeah and i have like fucking work and kids and shit. I was like, I can't be doing that right now. All I'm yeah. hearing is excuses, but you know. Dude, good. tell me about it. But hey, that's <laughs> the, that's the season of my life. No, we don't. Basically we don't. super busy. Don't have time for shit because you know, family, family stuff. The little babies are only little babies for a certain amount of time. And so I'm enjoying the time I have with them and like giving my full presence where it's needed. And that's what matters. Yeah. And I fucking, I do kettlebell workouts in my living room in the, every morning. Like, I can, I'll make it do. It isn't other people's job to help make workouts possible for me. I just need to fit it in wherever possible, right. you know? And that's, that's basically like, I'm chomping at the bit. When I can get out there and run, I fucking cannot wait to put some miles down. I'm going to do that again this year. I don't know if Billy will. He sounded like once in a lifetime was good enough. Do you guys do that him. in the winter? It's Run in. It's a. It's right at the end of March. The four by four. Oh. It's right at the end of March. Oh, you do an organized one. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a thing. Well, there's like, a. There's yeah. multiple of them. There's like oh. the Bigfoot challenge, which is a. I think twenty four hour, twenty four mile. Um. Two. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, there's like yeah. a few of them. So yeah. The, the David Goggins four by four by four. It's David Goggins. Okay, David Goggins one. Got it. That doesn't surprise me. I should have known better. Yeah, Doc Goggins. It's. Yeah, I might try to do some guy. Like people do it like. There's like a fundraising thing. I might try and do that this year. I don't know. Yeah. I can see. I know you guys last year we talked about potentially doing a full. You ever done a full marathon? Yeah, no, I still haven't done that yet. would like to. 48 miles in 48 hours is probably more difficult than 26.2 miles. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's... There is definitely something to stopping and then having to get going. I know people who have done both, but I've never asked them which one was harder. I feel like it would be as painful as like... Actually, I'm sure it's way more painful than this, but I don't, I've never done anything to that level before in my life. But like when you go swimming and then you take your swimsuit off and then it's soaking wet and like Having to put, it, put back it back on, yeah, putting it back on is like <laughs> Two hours later. disgusting. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like painful. I feel like it's that, but magnified by like a thousand. 
and that like having to you know stop and then get up do and you, do it again. do you think that the four by four by 40 was more mentally challenging or physically challenging it's a, it's a mental thing um i got like a little bit of an overuse type injury it wasn't bad it was just like i i took probably a month off of running or something after that i think it was like my knee i don't even remember what it was anymore okay. it wasn't it wasn't that bad but it was like it was your it, knee yeah it, it was from that for sure it was you know just pounding miles like that um but uh no it's a mental thing i wouldn't have been able to do it without uh this is when x was living here and then billy stayed here most of the time like if we didn't have that like accountability and, like, I was the one getting up. I felt like a fucking squad leader or something. I was, like, fucking turn on the lights and shit. Like, right, let's go, It's fucking time to get up. Let's go. Did you guys run the but, same uh, route every single week? No, God, no. We ended up doing the same one probably three times because just from this house, go on a second and just down for two, whatever it was. Two, oh, yeah, two miles. And then okay. back two miles. We just did that um, probably three times because... In the middle of the night, and it was like shitty weather. It was like we didn't want to uh, fucking go anyway. Like, let's just do, let's just get it over with. Try to navigate, thing. yeah. It was fucking, it was brutal. And luckily, I had trail shoes because one of the ones, um, Billy slipped because it was, I don't fucking remember how early in the morning. One of the like middle of the night ones, and it was like freezing rain, so it was like icy on the streets. And so I was okay running like where the tire tracks were, had like kind of like pushed the brine and all that. I was, like, in that with those trail shoes, but they just had normal, whatever, like, kind of smoother shoes, less tread. And, yeah, Billy ended up slipping. So then after that, he, he did the rest of them on a treadmill at Habit. If you if you um, do it again, um, get Yak Tracks. I mean, they're not super expensive. They just go over your shoe. Like, you can get off-brand yeah. ones on Amazon for, like, $9 if you shop on Amazon. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's ones at Walmart. I literally just took a picture of a couple weeks ago that were, like, 17 bucks. That's definitely a good idea. Um, they're totally worth it. I actually used them when we played Ultimate this summer. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Um, because I didn't like soccer cleats. I have wide feet and they have like a really small toe box. Mm. So I was getting blisters and like yeah. my big toenail was like getting oh, yeah. fucked up. So yeah. I just put yak tracks on my yun- my running shoes or crampons, which is like right. a horrible name, but I yeah. Yeah. We don't like crampons say went over my running <laughs> shoes and they were great. They worked awesome. And I didn't have to buy another pair of shoes and I could return my dumbass cleats. But Yeah, yeah. that's a good point about the narrow footed cleats i always like the only cleats i could find that like had a wide toe box were like the big fat heavy lineman cleats yeah where like the quicker which like, they don't make in women's yeah which the quicker what are you sure like field hockey players rugby players no but <laughs> those are that's not, but it's no, not the same kidding. thing there's like there's so, there, so you can't have metal and softball no. is typically metal so an ultimate it can't be metal and i was able to find soccer cleats from Europe that my team captain had that had like a specifically larger toe box. Yeah. I never bought them because they were like 150 bucks and I'm like this is a hobby. I'm not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not doing sucks. that. But no the Yak Tracks worked great. It was like an old pair that my mom gave me because of course my mom has like 10 pair. <laughs> Shout out mom third time. Nice. Falafel. Wait we need another word here. See if she made it to Spamoni. Spamoni. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah something like that would definitely be a good idea because it was well, that was, like, part of it was great. It was the uh, the inclement weather. It was a good one where it was, like, freezing rain, and I just felt fucking... I was, like, fully in, embracing it at that point, so I was, like, pumped that it was freezing rain. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was grueling. Like, getting up and trying to, like, get moving. Like, first of all, waking up, because, yeah, I'm sore, tired, and then, like, irregular sleep, and then... Um, 
like physically, like my legs and body, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I had to get up and fucking like foam roll and stretch out and just get the blood flowing and get moving a little bit and put some fucking motivational music on and shit. Yeah, it was... And then, like, laundry, that was a big thing. That was a big, like, improve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you don't realize how fucking... You're like, oh, shit, I only have three pairs of socks, and that's yep. gonna... Mm-hmm. Those are done so in six hours. So you either have to so. hoard socks, <laughs> or you do laundry a lot. Yeah, and towels, too, because you want to shower right after everyone, so... Yeah, and, like, and then not having anything else on the schedule, because Billy went and did something, I went and, like, shot my bow, and that was fucking stupid. You should just go home, <laughs> stretch, shower, eat sleep and that's the thing is i did not have two days to dedicate to that like i i actually brought it up to lily i was like i want to do this and she's like are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like Smart what woman. yeah she's like are you, no <laughs> like that's the dumbest thing ever that's a that's a big time she's like i have to work like are you kidding me i was like okay good points <laughs> have you guys run any other organized half marathons or no no only wonderful water just you guys hell yeah <laughs> but yeah that was to add insult to injury, you guys were like, ah, oh, fucking Strum won't even, doesn't even want to do this. And I'm just like, oh my Dude, god, was, I wish. It, it was so much like the military, where if you just get that little bit of edge on somebody, they're, the person below you is a piece of shit. Because, like, X had to miss one run. He had, like, class. So he missed one of them. And then he made it up at the end like a fucking badass. But the whole time after that, I was like, wait till you fucking have four runs in, you three-running son of a bitch. Like, fuck you, you are... Because he kept, like, pushing the pedal, like, X, slow the fuck down, dude. Like, we're, we're trying like, to finish Like, you only ran, this. you ran one last run, so you quicker. Yeah, you fucking, you're not feeling it yet. Fuck and you. And I'm like, I just got my worker done. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> just coming in from the freezing rain, putting our shoes That's on the funny. fucking heaters. Just fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Doing that in the winter's your own fault, though. I mean, you guys picked, you know. Well, that's even David better. Goggins yeah. picked it. Yeah, David Goggins Yeah, but you know exactly what you have to do, so you can do whatever you want. During our it worked out pagan perfect. Lent. Yeah. yeah, during our pagan Lent, and then the the second day was on Hoglaz, which is... Was that your rock throwing storm. day around a fire in winter? What was that day? That was winter solstice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once in a while, my mom and I talk about Instagram, and she's like, yeah, I saw they were throwing rocks around a fire, and I was like, cool, I don't it's know what that means. Winter solstice. <laughs> That's how we work out. We go, we go to his house, we take our shirts off, we make a fire... Oh, when it's cold out, Throw working out, like the, the coldness is like another like type of weight press. Yeah, if you're too cold, you gotta work out harder. Didn't we talk about that last time? Who's the cold guy? Oh, Wim Hof. Thank you. Yeah, I looked at him like he was gonna say it first, but I should have known you. It's guys. pretty much hit the mainstream at this point, I think. I think, Most, so. I think a lot of people are I would never it. call that mainstream, but I think more people know about him now than they did a year ago. Well, it isn't just that, dude, but like a lot of people just do cold. the cold stuff. Yeah. Like even Well, cold therapy and sports has been a thing. Oh, well, yeah. cold therapy and medicine has been a thing for like two mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. Like when you have a central nervous system potential full body paralysis, they'll do cold therapy to help reset your nerves. Mm-hmm. Oh, in yeah. your central nervous system. So cold therapy has been around for a really long time. Absolutely. They tried that out in um, the early 2000s with autoimmune disorders and specifically MS and um, rheumatoid arthritis patients. That's, it. yeah, right on. Like, and that's exactly, like, nowadays I think, like, the combination of, like, taking that practice and then, like, applying, like, a different intentions to it. Like, because obviously people <clears throat> do it for different reasons. But, like, yeah. Like, it's like a preventative. Yeah, for sure. Well, but also that, but if you try cold therapy for paralysis and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that it's not going to not work with autoimmune diseases or not work with spinal cord injuries or, or not work with yeah. other things. Yeah. So For sure. And I'm like, glad that medicine is expanding and trying things for multiple different solutions. For sure. Like, I've talked to a buddy in the trades who says, like, you know how, like, before people would get, like, hot tubs put in their house. Like, now... 
it's more common to get like a sauna and an ice bath. Fuck yeah. That's like the combo yeah, people can't go wait with. To have that. Which for the record can just be a garbage can. So yeah. Ice in it. Well, mine's just a cow, <laughs> cow tank. Yeah, he's got a cow trough. Oh, yeah. Kevin Hart, doesn't he have a... He has a YouTube series where they do ice baths and he interviews people. Nice. <laughs> I am trying like, yeah. to remember what it's called, but it's... <laughs> It's very Kevin Hart esque. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. They're very loud. Oh my God, this is cold the whole time. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Yeah, every it's very, it's very Kevin Hart. But. <laughs> every time, every time he does it, never gets easier. Yeah, exactly. 100%. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it's like. But. Never gets less funny either. Yeah. Wow, 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 right. <laughs> but he has athletes and stuff on there too. That's cool to hear them talk about, you know, their training and whatever. And, yeah. yeah, cold is cold's fucking super legit. Sauna's super legit too. I'm very close to just getting a membership at the Y to just utilize the sauna. Share with all the old way, dudes. If I can figure out a good way to make it work for my schedule, because it's got all all the uh, benefits to your cardiovascular system as a workout. It's like doing cardio. You can just sit in a sauna for twenty minutes, or you can go sauna for a or run. steam room. Sauna. What's like, the difference? Well, I, mean, I don't know. No. I mean, hot steam? being in hot because there's sauna and steam room at the Y. Oh, but I'm wondering if they bring different benefits. Steam's probably better for your skin, I would say, because it's probably more it's hydrating. Whereas sauna, because really the way I think about it is you're raising your body temperature. You're either doing that internally by working out, you're raising your body temperature, or you're raising it from an external source, like from a sauna. And so, like, I think in terms of heat, sauna and steam are probably very similar, but I think it's just, like, different effects of, like, the dry air versus the wet air. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good point. So, they probably have similar effects, just, you know, it differs with, like... Well, you have to do 30 days with one and 30 days with another and track what your, uh, your health benefits are. Sure. I could. (laughs) We really want to do. You go, make a YouTube series based on... Maybe other people are asking the same question. A lot of times you can, um... I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can find out stuff way quicker than even just doing it a third time. Just do it a few times. Be like, oh, yeah. Now I can see. Yeah, but sometimes that's all in your head. Hey, I mean, what's the difference, though? If it's all in your head or if it's Yeah, but is it going to be all in your head long term? Or is it going to be in everybody's head? Because if it's in your head and it worked, it doesn't mean that it's going to be in his head and worked. But it would work for me, though. But that's the so, thing. But you can't publish that. You can't say it oh, worked no. in my head. So this is as, this it. podcast is as far as publishing. <laughs> Not as what we I ever meant. Get. And Not so what basically, I I've taken whatever ideas and I try them out. And if they work for me, perfect. And I'll tell people. I'll say, hey, this worked for me. So I don't necessarily. I'm like, hey, you need to do this. But I'm like, hey, this is how it worked for me. So I mean, try it out and see if that works for you because. I'm into like a lot of like been getting in deep into meditation, even just talking to people about that. Like meditation is one of those things where you can't apply like one way from one person to another. Cause like how I've gotten the most progress is combining many different facets of it. So I think that's like with a lot of things is just pick what you see around you and try to just, if it, if it works, stick with it. Also, can we just like make a note on meditation really quick that it's not about thinking about nothing. I feel like that's a huge stigma with meditation is like, I can't think about nothing. I can't turn my brain off. It's not thinking about nothing. Mm-hmm. It's thinking about focusing what you're focused on. Well, and yeah, there's like millions of types of meditation that make sense? as yeah. well. Thinking, well you, about, thinking about your focus. Yeah, yeah, you can just try any kind of guided one and, yeah. you know, yeah, there's all kinds of different visualizations well, and, and I did, breathing. I did Headspace and, and like, ha, plug Headspace, give these guys that, money. That's like legit, yeah. Uh, Headspace is a great place to start. They have sleepscapes that are great. You can like turn up the ambiance or turn up the voice and like decide what you want to hear, more voice or more ambiance to like fall asleep. That's a great place to start because a lot of people are like, I can't make time for meditation. I can't do that during the day. Great. Do it when you fall asleep. 
Oh, I... Because most of the people who are like, my day's too busy, also are like, I get shit sleep. Yeah. Great. Here. Best of both worlds. It's a great place to start. Yeah. And then they also have anywhere from two minute to like five minute like beginner meditations. Those were the best. I was like, I can't find time, but like I just finished lunch and I rinse my dishes and I don't have a meeting for five minutes, so I can do a two minute meditation. So I'd go do that and it was awesome. And th- go ahead. Um, the way that the way that you think about that like is totally different because they they do a really great job of explaining that it's not about clearing your mind it's about acknowledging your mind and being okay with where you sit you know if you're sitting and trying to focus on your breath focus on how you feel your own body weight where you're sitting right now focus on the rising and falling of your chest or your stomach focus on what your hands are doing right now what your eyes are doing can you feel your hair on your face or on your neck like Mm -hmm. those are the things that they tell you to focus on and a lot of people who think about meditation are like well i can't think about nothing don't think about nothing think about right now think about this very second can you feel how heavy you are? Are you sitting on a hard surface or a soft surface? Are you wiggling your toes? Are you fidgeting with something? Like, that's meditation. It's about awareness and mindfulness of the right now. Just be here yeah. now. That's, and the <clears throat> beauty of it too is like all the things you listed off, I feel like once you get to a certain point, you're like experiencing all of those simultaneously where it's like you're taking so much in that that's kind of, I think it's like a misnomer where people say you're thinking of nothing because you're not thinking of nothing. You're like thinking of everything and just like existing but now. and just sitting in that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's what I feel like is the deeper levels I get to. But that's a cool thing too, is like, there's so many different styles and types of meditation. I kind of look at it as like, you're just focusing your mind to build some type of construct, whether that construct is like, feeling your senses or building some type of like abstract structure or like whatever you're just using your imagination really mm-hmm. and then like guiding it and i mean once you get control of that it's so fun oh and it's like anything else you can get better at it so if mm-hmm. people yeah. like who don't want to start like oh i can't you know can't just it's sit the same there thing and do as it. working out it's or like you get better at it yeah, yeah. literally just practices mm-hmm. every time you notice that you're thinking about something just Get back to thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, how your hands feel. And or... the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, like, if you ever, like, feel frazzled or whatever, wiggle your toes. Like, right now, wiggle your toes. You have to focus on that feeling because that's not something you do all the time. Mm. So it brings you back to, like, right now, okay, I'm doing that. Oh, shit, okay, I'm right here. Focus on your body. Focus on your breath. Feel your feet. Feel your butt. Feel your back. Feel your head. You just, like, notice all that. Yeah. It's a cool thing, and it's just it's a small little thing. Like, you wiggle your toes, you're like, oh, okay, I have to focus on doing that action, which brings me back to now. Yeah. And I, my, one of my therapist, well, my therapist, no, not one of my therapists, that's, anyway, anyway, I have multiple therapists, not judging. <laughs> I could use a team, I have one therapist, and he's great. Um, he did this thing where he, t- he, fo- I don't remember what he said it was. Do you remember? His hands, like, if you look at your hands, and you can focus on your breath, you can actually see like the blood flow change in your fingers. So, oh, like, I'm gonna the, try that. That sounds awesome. Like where they're you know, normally. It's like the, he's like invoking nervousness, which makes your hands get blotchy. Yeah, so you see like the red and white blotchiness show up on your hands and fingers. If you sit down, relax your full body, and look, it's gonna be really difficult because we're doing a podcast. But <laughs> when you're when you're alone, just and you realize it, just take a second, sit down, put your hands here, focus on breathing in your nose. Four seconds, hold four seconds, out four seconds. Hold four seconds. In four seconds. Hold four seconds. Out. It's box breathing. Mm-hmm. Four seconds. They teach that in the military for snipers. Yeah. Like, focus on that and just watch the skin on your hands and palms, and you'll see that blotchiness appear. 
And it's a cool thing because it brings you back to where you are. You're realizing a physiological change because of where your focus is, which mm-hmm. is awesome. He told us that and, well, told me that. We transferred it to him. But anyway, um, did that, which was great. And then he also, what the hell else did he say? What are you doing on your phone? Trying to look up a book. Okay. That's an awesome therapist. But that was it. Dude, he's fucking good. great. I started seeing him over, just over a year ago. Um... And he's been awesome. And after I saw him like four or five times, I was like, okay, I like this guy. This is great. I told him he's up in Wausau. So I told Tommy, I was like, hey, I see this guy like every other week. I feel like you should just come with me. Like, I talk about you all the time. Like, not that he's a problem, but like, oh, he's a big part of my life. Like, (laughs) you know, we do things together. We do these, like those, you know. And he's like, oh, you can invite him whenever you want. So I finally invited him. I was like, you should come. And he doesn't have, you know, my family's fucked up. So we have a lot of experience with, like, mental health and therapy and all that stuff. I was friends and with your brother in middle his, school, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and Tommy's family's, like, <clears throat> normal. <laughs> so when I was like, you should come to therapy with me, he's like, nah. I was like, nah, it's, it's pretty cool. We talk about books. And, like, Tommy reads a lot of books, and it was great. So he came up, and I feel like him and my therapist would be best friends outside of therapy. (laughs) They talked about books. They talked about, like, the law of attraction. You guys talked about um, uh, neurological, uh, what's the, where you create neuroplasticity. Um, Like, a whole bunch of stuff. It was really fucking cool. And I go by myself sometimes. Sometimes Tommy will just pop in, and they they talk, and I don't get anything out of it. Just kidding. I do. I love them. (laughs) But... Anyway, um... You pay for it, though, but... <laughs> Insurance, man. Oh, yeah. 400 some dollars an hour? I don't pay for that shit. Insurance pays for that. Anyway, he's great. And, yeah, he told us about that and was, like, super into that. But then he also mentions... This was the other thing. You guys heard of TM, Transcendental Meditation? Yeah. Like, a lot of celebrities talk about it. Uh-huh. It's a big thing. Like, you sign up, you go through the classes, you get trained, you do all this, whatever. We asked him about that because it's something that we had looked into, and he goes, listen... Transcendental meditation is really something that, like, monks and Tibetan and all those um, religions and lifestyles practice from childhood, from birth. Really, that's their whole lifestyle. So the idea of thinking that Western Americans can do this TM is kind of unrealistic because it's something that takes a lifetime to master. But the idea of doing TM is 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. That's what the TM in America sells you. And it is helpful. It is something that makes you focus and makes you re, you know, imagine what meditation is. But you're never going to accomplish what they accomplish. Not with so that we, attitude. Well, yeah, dude. <laughs> listen, you. Well, we use we use the idea of the monks. There's like a video of monks that go out into the mountains and lay down on their mats overnight, and the snow like covers them. But their meditation keeps them warm. So in the morning, when the sun comes up, like all the snow around them kind of melts, and they like stand up and they're fine. When in reality, you would die. Like, if you're there. Like, it's a real thing that happens over there. But the idea of doing that here, with this lifestyle, with the needs that we have here or have created here, the needs of food, water, shelter, all of that, it's kind of unrealistic. It depends on what your goal is, though, because the goal of an American wouldn't be to go sit on a mountainside and get covered in snow and survive the winter. Or well, like, can't speak for all Americans because <laughs> you're said with something. But if that's camping. your goal, you're going to go way more ham on it than somebody whose goal is yeah. something way different. Like, yeah. TM can still be extremely useful and helpful in your life if it doesn't get you to the point where you can live through a winter night. I think, so, I think we so. We should take a commercial break. And yeah, then commercial break. Your meditation. We can go off on this. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about meditation. All right, we're back to talk about meditation. 
All right, so you guys mentioned transcendental meditation. Yep. And so, like, because you guys said, too, like, looking at it from, like, the Western perspective, and, like, they try to sell it to Hollywood celebrities and stuff like that, and it's, like, commodified this type of tradition. And so we've been getting super deep. Well, me, I don't want to speak for anybody other than myself, but I have been getting super deep and sharing a lot of the stuff with Taryn and Billy about, like, um, just mysticism, esotericism, like meditation, shamanism, consciousness, and things like that. <clears throat> and I've been trying to kind of trace back these traditions to like common roots and like shared principles and things like that. So I'm just like exploring all the different religions and spiritualities of the world and kind of trying to find common threads and stuff like that. And it seems like altering consciousness and like kind of the role of a shaman is someone who enters these altered states of consciousness and like learns things there, does things there, whatever, anything you would do in an altered state of consciousness. And that's an important term because if people take like a psychedelic or you, or um, do some very intense physical activity like a marathon or do a breathing exercise or a deep meditation or even anything as simple as just like holding your child, you know, like these things enter us into altered states of consciousness and what people see in these altered states, like has been recorded all throughout history from cave paintings to like modern day UFO sightings and like pretty much all the things these people experience in this altered state of consciousness is like similar things like geometric shapes, hallucinations, like spirits, like stuff like that, that would be in like the spirit consciousness realm. And so the theory is either this is outside of us or it's inside of us. It's either in our DNA or it's something in the world that we just can see when we're in this altered state of consciousness. So I kind of, that's kind of the framework I'm going off of. So like all these spiritualities and religions, it seems like they're all talking about the same thing, whether it's God or um, Krishna, or Buddha, or and any deity, or any force of creation or consciousness is this like higher form of consciousness, or like something like that. So when they talk about TM or transcendental meditation, like yes, it is true that these monks and mystics spend an entire lifetime learning this knowledge to um, to attain these states. But I think it is possible because I mean. Nowadays, with the internet, what we've been able to learn over the past two years about this type of stuff in past ages would, would take someone an entire lifetime of studying to learn. Like, at, at work, all day long, I listen to podcasts where it's just, like, the top researchers in the world talking about these topics. So I'm getting direct information from the people studying it, whereas, like, in, in other points of history, that would have been possible. Yeah, but isn't research and, researching and information gathering different than practice? It is, because I, I am implementing this in my own practice, and I'm able to get insane results. Like, you guys were talking about how your therapist said to breathe yeah. and look at your hands. I So, I lay my kid down to sleep at night, and I lay there in the room with him until he falls asleep. And so, I'm basically laying in a dark room on a bed, and so I usually meditate during this time. <clears throat> and I'm to the point now with like meditation through focus and breathing. So I'll do like a Wim Hof breath routine. I, even though 
I modified it because like I said, everybody should find things and then change them to fit your style. So I do my style of that. And when I release my breath hold, like I can feel my entire body heating up. I usually have to like take a blanket off or I can, if I'm usually freezing, I'll do that and I'll warm right up. And then um, I'm able to like focus and feel my pulse on my entire body. So basically relaxing and focusing enough where I can feel my entire body, like enough where it's sensitive enough where I can feel my my heartbeat on my entire body. And like that applies to like training because now I can like focus and relax and find like tension spots in my body. And so whenever I get a kink or like a pulled muscle or literally anything, I can identify the spot and usually take care of it in a day or two. But like even, so taking all this, like yeah, find what works for you. And we have incredible resources now where I think no matter where you come from, you can reach some pretty powerful results as long as you stay committed to it. Yeah. I think that's a fair statement. I, it's, it's hard to believe that somebody here can get to the same point that a Tibetan monk can be at. Oh, absolutely. Just because of the time allotted and the lifestyle that's been attributed to it. And that's the whole thing too, is like asceticism. That's the whole lifestyle of you foregoing, um, physical material pleasures and by you forgoing those ties to the material world you kind of bring yourself closer to the astral worlds or the heavenly world so i mean that would be possible for somebody who just completely abstained from like using modern conveniences like i think it just depends on the person you just need a level of commitment but that's a whole nother tangent but um for feeling your body. I think that's a really important thing with meditation because you're talking... It's a really important thing with everything. You know, working out, running, day-to-day life. Again, the the excuse of, I don't have time to meditate, which everybody is guilty of. I still say that. I don't have time to. I don't have time to meditate. You have time to meditate. It takes the average person seven minutes to fall asleep. Did you know that? Seven minutes. There are two-minute meditations you can do. There are 30 second meditations you can do. Honestly, 60 seconds of breathing, which 4, 8, 12, 16, that's four breaths. If it's four in, four hold, four out, four hold. Four breaths, that's a full meditation. And I feel like the excuse of, I don't have time, I'm too busy, I'm doing too many things, has become so big that meditation now has become such an unattainable thing. But, you know, TM is different. You know, the little meditations that help you come here, the little meditations that help you realize you're, you're, you're aware of what you're doing at this very moment, the meditations that help you realize you're laying down, getting ready to go to bed. You know, those are the little things that people can put into their lives, but don't realize are as easy as they are. They think, I have to think about nothing. I have to clear my mind. And that's impossible. And as a female, I will say, that is fucking impossible. You cannot clear your head. <laughs> well, it's definitely a personal thing. Because, yeah, like, my wife, like, I've, to humor me, she's m- meditated one time. And she's like, yeah, it just w- wasn't for me. Like, I almost fell asleep. But, like, that's the thing. It's not for everybody. And everybody's brain works differently. And so, I mean, I mean, if you, to anyone out there, if you really are trying to meditate, just keep looking because eventually hopefully you'll find something that just clicks with you so one thing the book i was trying to find the name of i think it's how to how to own your own mind by napoleon hill 
It has a couple of <clears throat> things that you can, like, some exercises at the end of the book that I thought were really cool. And I did one of them for, I don't know, a week or two. And it was actually something I started to look forward to every day. And it was, the first one was, um, for le it challenged you to do, like, each one for a week. You know, do this one for a week and then go into this one. Because it, the second one is more difficult to stay focused on. The exercises were to help you control your willpower a little bit. And the so the first exercise is to sit and stare at a doorknob for 10 minutes without breaking your focus on the doorknob. And it doesn't really matter what you focus on, if it's a doorknob or not. The point is that it's a boring object that is hard to keep your focus on it for that long. And when I was doing that, it, I almost got into this like, this state of mind where I was like, I didn't even think about the fact that I was still looking at it. I was just like engulfed in the, in the exercise and it became a relaxing time. And so then the second one is to take a deck of 52 cards and stack them one by one perfectly on top of the previous one by hand. And if you, you know, mess it up, you have to start over. So basically the goal is to stack 52 cards on top of each other so it looks like you took it uh, and got all the edges flush and set it down. I never actually did that one all the way through, but that is just another like... That sounds tortuous. Torturous. <laughs> well, but again, the idea is to make you... is to force you to focus on it. Yeah, but see, that's like different mindsets too because what I used to be that mindset where it's like whip my mind into shape, but now... I'm of the mindset where I'm like gently guiding it into place. Like think of it as like a wild horse. You'd be like, yeah, get over here. You'd be like, hey, come on, it's okay. Let's go. Yeah. I think, if you're gonna break a wild horse, you have to kind of be a little. To be rude. fair, I think that the second one is a little bit more rigid than the first exercise. I feel like there's value for anybody to do the first exercise, at least a couple of times. Oh, I would. I agree, and I like um a meditation that's similar to that. Is I mean, said so like a doorknob or a boring object, or like, I like to um set out like a bunch of items that are like important to you or meaningful to you and set them out just as like whatever some people it could be you could call an altar or whatever you could just set them out and leave them like there. on a pentagram just yeah exactly <laughs> blood whatever but um, <laughs> but you basically set these objects out and then you like same thing you try to look at it for like as long as you can or a period of time and then like periodically you try to close your eyes and like visualize it's there like your eyes are open so you're basically like trying to remember it as clearly as possible and like place everything back into place just in your mind hmm. i feel like having it be sentimental items is almost counterproductive though because you'd think of them and stuff yeah because the idea is to be present and aware but if you're focusing on items that you're connected to or that mean things to you that keep you from doing things or folk make your focus on certain things. So then I do it know. with different objects. Well, that's so not the point. Here, well, yeah. that's actually a good thing. You could do it with random objects. One thing I like to do during like, cause my workouts have kind of become like meditation now, but what I like to do is whenever your focus goes away, like daydream for a little bit, but as soon as you realize you're daydreaming, just bring the focus back. Cause that's the thing with meditation too, is a lot of people are like, oh, I can't focus for that long. It's yeah. like, it's yeah, not true. about focusing yeah. for that long. It's really being quick. easy to go back to focus when you catch yourself. Yeah, and that's something that Headspace focused on a lot. And again, the app, shout out, sponsor these guys. 
head space. Um, in some of their, in some of their shorter meditations, like they, they walk you through, okay, sit down in a comfortable position, whatever, feel the weight of your body, feel where your hands sit. Are your hands hot? Are your hands cold? What are your feet doing? What's your head doing? But then they also start walking you through this meditation. Like, okay, think about things you're grateful for. Think about whatever. But once in a while, they'll bring it back in. Like, are you thinking about something else? Acknowledge it. Let it go. They don't tell you, stop thinking about it. They tell you realize have that self-awareness that you are that you know that you're thinking about something else acknowledge what you're thinking about and let it go like it's okay so yeah thinking or focusing on certain items if the goal is to focus on those items and you all of a sudden start thinking about this outside source it's okay to acknowledge oh hey i drifted i'm thinking let it go and then refocus like meditation again isn't about only focusing on one thing or focusing about nothing it's about being able to, I hate to use the word control, but redirect oh, yeah. or focus your mind on what you want it to be focused on. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, some of my best epiphanies come when I'm daydreaming, when I'm like working out or meditating. And like when I break, my thought breaks away, I'm like, holy cow. Like it just like, I don't know, working out your mind like that, it just open up, opens up different avenues, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love the guided meditation. I feel like I'm so prone to, like, drifting off. So it's nice to just have that voice that's like, come back. (laughs) Yeah, and especially when it's a soothing voice, it's easy to focus on. It's like, okay, I like this voice. I'll listen to this voice. I really like Russell Brand's guided meditation. (laughs) Russell Brand's just awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he's fucking legit, man. There are, Kevin Hart does a guided meditation for running and for walking. (laughs) Not sure if you guys knew that, but um, there are a lot of very specific guided meditations for running, walking, working out. But also, speaking of meditation, just as a bigger picture thing, meditation looks different for everybody. Yeah. So sometimes sitting down with your legs crossed with your hands on your knees is one way to do it. Another way is laying down flat with your arms and legs straight out just to lay on a hard surface. Another way is going for a walk or going for a run. If you're in the woods and you're focusing on right now, right here, that's meditation. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the color of the leaves. You're focusing on the crunch underneath your feet. That squirrel that just ran over there the smell of the dirt in the air because it just rained, like, those are meditations. Whether people think they are or not, it is. Because meditation really is just awareness of the here and now. That's all that it is. Presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say that about archery, because you got so much shit to focus oh on, you gosh. can't, like, you gotta, you gotta be right there, because uh, you get too much shit going on to You gotta drift. talk to his dad. His dad does that yeah. shit, too. <laughs> Well, that's that's a really altered good. states of consciousness I was talking about. Like, and like that's one thing that seems unique to humans is when we do that, we can learn things from it. Because animals can enter altered states of consciousness, like they found in like lab studies and stuff like that. But it seems like their behavior doesn't, doesn't change, change afterwards. Yeah. Whereas humans, whenever we do that stuff, it changes us, mm-hmm. and we learn from it. Or because it's a state of consciousness. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. any other animal besides us can't anticipate future or past. Mm-hmm. Humans are, like, the only race who can plan. You know, birds that make nests and things that make burrows do that out of instinct, not out of planning. And humans are the only ones who can anticipate fear or anxiety. Like, other animals who experience that don't experience it for the same reasons. We experience it because of fear for the future, anxiety for the future. I'm worried about this thing that's about to happen or could happen. Animals don't get that. If animals are anxious or panicky it's because they're worried about something right now right here the situation is scary these people are weird i am uncomfortable that is what animals react to humans are the only ones who can react to the future and the past absolutely completely true but the good thing about all that the cool thing is like i was talking about how 
like all these spiritual paths are talking about like universal fundamental things. And one of the core fundamental things that I think is like of all religions is like you said, humans are susceptible to all those things, but also because we're capable of doing them, we also have the control over if we do it or not. So once you kind of, once you're able to meditate and get into that mind where you can watch your thoughts and catch yourself thinking about things, then next time you have an angry outburst, you're like, ah, I know why I'm doing this. Like, settle down. Yeah, you know? training your mind and being able to, like, you know, when, when you're meditating, gently guide yourself back on track. Yeah, that applies outside of meditation. Then all of a sudden you kind of learn that you do have control over your mind, and then that gives you control over the perception, and that gives you control over the world around you. So all of a sudden, you know, you're experiencing things differently and you know in a in a better way ideally because well and even and even bigger than that is giving yourself grace like the ability to be bad at something the ability to not be able to do it right when you try it for the first time yeah. the, the ability to not understand what it feels like to be in a state of a runner's high or a state of awareness or a state of full peace like mm-hmm. that's not a normal state that people just get to experience that's not something that people just inherently can do it's yeah. something that happens with practice and with focus and with all those things. So the ability to be like, okay, I tried meditation twice and it sucked because I can't focus. I can't clear my mind. Great. Try it again. Mm-hmm. And then again and again. Do something different. Yeah. yeah. Or try yeah, try a different meditation. Try it in a different spot. Try, try a different thought process. Try focusing on something different. You know, r- running was a meditation for me for the longest time. I can't sit still. Fuck sitting still, dude. That's so hard. Like, even sitting here on this couch, like, I'm fidgeting all the time. I'm picking up my water bottle. I'm like, all this shit. Like, I don't know. Sitting still is difficult, but sitting still is not my preferred form of meditation. Going for a walk or a run on the Green Circle Trail or on uh, on the Hoover Trail or... Taking five grams of mushrooms. You know, yeah. (laughs) Obviously, same thing. (laughs) Like, those are, those are my preferred forms of meditation. Those are the things that when I, when I'm finished with them, make me feel peaceful. They make my body feel happy. They make my brain feel content with whatever I'm dealing with. And a perfect example of that is a couple weeks ago, we had a fucking email dude wanted to throw somebody through a window, would throat punch them if they were near me. Like I allowed this email from this person to ruin my fucking day. Mm-hmm. I even went into his office, he was CC'd on it, it was a business email thing separate. <laughs> went into his office, basically cried, just so frustrated and choked up and was just so frustrated and I was like I can't even go for a run because I have to go do this thing and I have to go back so I went and did that thing and I clearly couldn't focus on that thing because my brain was somewhere else thing went fine no one else knew whatever got home and I was like fuck this I'm going for a run and I went for a run and doing that and being able to just like scream in the woods or run so hard that my body was like you're killing me like it sounds so weird. <clears throat> Screaming in the woods, maybe not the best. No, I don't want to call the cops. But, that sounds awesome. But like, yeah. just allowing that energy to just get the fuck out of my head, out of my body, out of everything, dude. I finished that run in Iverson, and I think I I called him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm on a call." I was like, "That's fine. Take your time. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm good." I laid down under a tree. It was like half oh, raining, nice. and I just like felt just tingling through my body. I was like, "This is great. I feel so good." That I just like expelled all of that. And that's meditation. Yeah. And people don't understand that that's meditation. 
you know, those people, meditation's not my thing. It's not my thing. I go work out. Great. That's meditation. Mm -hmm. You're focusing on your PR deadlifts. You're focusing on your bench. You're focusing on all that stuff. You're focusing on one thing that you're currently doing right now and it makes you feel better when you're done. That's meditation. And I wish more people knew that because it just makes everybody better. It does. Could you imagine if everybody meditated? You guys got to go, though. No, I'm not kicking you out, but... Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Yes, <laughs> hey, one, one final thing, talking about... Oh, so just on that, though, you're so worried that people don't know that that's meditation, and that's kind of projecting the, the concept of if they knew it was meditation, their life would be better, but if they're already doing the thing and working out and getting the benefits, who cares what? if they think it's meditation or not? That's fair that it's not referred to as meditation, but a lot of people who say... I don't do meditation, I can't meditate, are also the same people, and again, I'm not stereotyping here, but are also the same people who are like, oh, I don't work out, I don't do anything. They're the people who sit at home. So your message is to pick something that you focus on and do. Pick something that's a stress reliever and something that that you can focus on. Something that you can focus on presently. Something that brings you current awareness of the right now, of the right here. How do I feel? Where are my feet? Wiggle my toes. All those things. Hell yeah. So that's a good point because I did totally blanket statement that they don't realize it's meditation so they're not meditating you're right that's not true they're doing it it's still a form it's just not realized yeah and the people that are that are in that boat aren't even the people that you're actually addressing yeah because you're addressing people that are don't have something like that and say that they can't meditate well here if you don't have something all that other stuff can be meditation, so you can try that too if you want to meditate. People who do art, people who paint. Oh yeah. People who draw. If you want to try painting again, that could be a, your form of meditation. If you're looking, dude, those are, okay. This is a stupid little thing, but I have those adult coloring books. Not adult like dicks and stuff, but adult like really small, Oops. really small. Like it's a picture of a peacock, but it's like little. T- of course, I said peacock. No, I said no dicks. Okay, picture of an owl, but it's like really tiny little boxes that you color in, like. I have one of those, and it's really great because they're so small. You have to focus on what you're doing, otherwise you're gonna fuck it all up. Like, even that brings you here. Presence is important. Yeah. Amen. You gonna play us off? Yep. Get that jaw hard. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a final thought? You started to say something. Well, I was just gonna say on all top, all going along with all that stuff. Like, um, I like to think, is this what I'm here for? And usually, if the answer is yes, then that's something that's good like meditation, like this is what I'm here for, you know, doing the right thing, working out, going for a run, meditating, all that good stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, thanks thank, for listening. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we crank out some more. It yeah. was great seeing you guys again. Do we want to throw one more code word in for my mom to see if she listens at the end? Do, so. you, well, do you guys want to plug more stuff about the run? Uh, next year it is October 7th, 2023. Um, registration opens six months prior, so April 7th. Pretty sure we always do the same date. If not, I'll post it on our website, which is wonderfulwaterrun.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, wonderfulwaterrun, at wonderfulwaterrun. Uh, we also have a Discord. Good luck with that. How do you find it? <laughs> Ours died. How do you find us on Discord? Uh... I don't think it's really shared anywhere right now. It okay, might well, be we will but... we will have a Discord and we will post it on our website, wonderfulwaterrun.com. We've heard that before. And on our social, we have two guys working on it, and I'm super excited because we have stuff ready to go. That's We're more try guys it. than we had working on it. <laughs> <laughs>
So positivity towards our Discord. Yeah, yours um, already has a like a fifty percent higher chance of succeeding. It should be great. So yeah, Discord, social, Instagram, Facebook, um, website. Otherwise, October seventh next year, still five k half marathon, and we're gonna do the kids run again. Uh, keep an eye out for year five or beyond having a full marathon, but it's a long-term plan. Hey, that'll be awesome for sure. But our graphic designer just moved away from the area, but she's going to stay on because she made awesome stuff and we're not letting her leave. And people can work from home now. Yes, so. that is true. And she does awesome stuff. So yeah, wonderfulwaterrun.com. Find us, hashtag, tag us, all the stuff. Reach out with questions, info at wonderfulwaterrun.com. And go vote on Tuesday to legalize marijuana in Stevens Point. That too, 100%. Oh, I support neat. that. All right. Well, it won't matter to us either way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.